Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, are my two lovely ladies, Jules and Nevermore. Hello, ladies. Hello. (laughs) It's really funny because for some reason, I don't know, like the internet connection went a little wonky or something, but you froze Jules in the funniest face in the middle of your hello. It was like, hello. (laughs) <laughs> it was great it was great just run with it just yeah. go with it it's awesome we Hi. have a, a keyword where if if it's sad we just go <gasps> <laughs> you know like Pee Wee Herman right. where everybody just went ah! <laughs> exactly Jules just like that <laughs> oh my lord that would be actually really funny we should do that on an episode one time <laughs> So uh, since this is episode 16 of Slaying Demons, this is our recap episode. So we're going to go over our last three weeks of uh, basically our demons and give you guys an update on how we're doing in dealing with them. Uh, So our uh, episode 13, 14, and 15 dealt with goals for 2017, the winter blahs, and online negativity. So we're going to go through each of those topics and kind of give you uh, little updates. I have to change the power settings. My monitor keeps going off if I don't move my mouse for like five minutes. (laughs) I keep losing my show notes. Uh, But yeah. So we're going to go through and give you guys some updates before we deep dive on a question from our Discord. So uh, talking about goals for 2017, which I'm pretty sure is probably the one that we're going to have the most to talk about. Uh, It was the uh, kind of furthest away, like it's been a few weeks since we talked about it. So we've had more time to work on it. And on top of that, they're kind of ongoing goals for like what we want to do for the whole entire year. So I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about there, as opposed to some of the stuff that just happened within the last week or so. So um, I don't do nevermore. Do you want to start with you? What are your goals for 2017? And how have you been working on them? Uh, my goals for 2017. Uh, my big one that's just going to be continuously throughout the year and for life because of reasons is just uh, <laughs> getting healthy in general. A uh, huge part of that is losing weight because it's a huge factor of being healthy. Um, my Fitbit that I bought and I've been testing and now it's lighting up because I touched it. Uh, <laughs> I've been really, really good about it. Um Wearing it every day. I missed my birthday, which I think was like a subconscious, like, you don't need this today. You're going to have cake and other things. <laughs> um, and then I think another day when we went to go, uh, I think it was out for breakfast with his sister, maybe, which might have also been a birthday thing. So maybe it was some purpose <laughs> both times. I don't know. Anyway, so I've been really good about wearing it every day. Um, I like that it's the used version. It's, uh, I don't know. I still have a few days to like make up my mind if I'm keeping it or not. Cause I did the whole, it's refurbished. I can take it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so I like it. It is kind of a everyday reminder of, Hey, like you're wearing this for a reason, like kind of keeps track of what's going on. My steps, uh, it shoots off little fireworks. If I hit five, my goal is 5,000 because nice. at, my, at my job, my desk, I don't get up a ton. I'm like doing a whole bunch of paperwork and stuff. Um, and shipping things and blah, blah, blah. So depending on what my task is that day, I might not get anywhere close to the normal, like 10,000 minimum that it is. So I adjusted it for me. Um, so I like that a lot. Uh, I bought healthy food stuff to take to work and things, and I haven't needed it every day. Um, I like the little overnight oat things that I was trying. Those are pretty good. Um, but just getting in the habit, it's Mm going to take a while and I have to remind myself of that, but the Fitbit is helping. It's like a constant reminder of just, hey, like make good choices, stuff like that. So I really like it. 
Yeah, when you mentioned actually getting into habits, I think this is my my biggest problem. I was getting so close to like having really good uh, specifically eating habits. And then I just like I wasn't feeling well, I guess, last weekend, which I totally blame on my progress for the same goal for 2017, because I did a whole bunch of like planks and sit ups and push ups and all kinds of stuff. So basically it went like zero to 60. I had this like, I think it was like a a 15 minute workout and there was like six different things that you did. And it was all supposed to um, work on like strengthening your core and your arms and stuff. And then I felt so horrible for like three days afterwards because I, I, I didn't do anything. Like I went from literally not doing anything to doing this workout, which was actually very like, um, strength based, (laughs) which I just do not have. (laughs) So I was, I felt so bad. My stomach was all like crampy and sore and like to the point that like, I didn't even do anything on the weekend. I was like, no, I don't, I can't move. Like it really hurts. So I was just, and so I like, my eating habits went down the toilet, my exercise, I never did it again. (laughs) I learned my lesson. (laughs) And so I just, um, yeah, my, um, my healthier me thing just has gone down such a just slope of badness (laughs) in the last week or so. Uh, I had McDonald's tonight and I'm regretting it right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I am so proud of you nevermore because I I am off the wagon. And it's all well, and, push-ups fault. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, it's easing yourself into it and stuff. I haven't gotten to the point of making time for myself for the workouts again. Um, still, since I worked out with my coworker forever ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not that, like, I don't have time when I get home. It's I come home and I'm exhausted. And it's just, I need to get in the habit of it's not that bad. It's only, like, an hour, you know, like, get back into it. Um, I did buy... Um, so we have the yoga videos I bought forever ago. We mm-hmm. still haven't used them. Um, but Ben and I have talked about making time to do it. It's the DDP yoga. It's where they do like the, it's the guy who used to be what? a wrestler or whatever. Uh, so I bought that. We haven't used what it is, yet. But what I, is this? What is this hand signal? It's it's something to do with it. It's like your, it's called the diamond or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. I haven't done it yet. So I don't fucking know. So anyway, whatever. Um, that's his big thing, whatever it is. So <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so, anyway, in getting towards that, like I bought myself a yoga mat and it's like in the closet, but I bought Ben one recently. So we're both going to have one. So it's not like we're slipping on the carpet and everything. Um, and then also I got a weight training video where it's with the kettlebells or whatever. And oh yeah. Yeah. Lift. Um, cause I have one, but he didn't have one. So I bought him one. So now we're kind of getting where we are both able to do it. Cause we're opposite times of wanting to work out. That's also mm-hmm. a thing. Like I kind of don't want to go on my own. He would rather wake up, do it and then shower and get ready and go to work. Or I would rather come home, go to the gym right away, come back and shower. Like, mm-hmm. so we're like opposite parts of the day as far as wanting to do that. So something where we can do it in home where we don't have exercise equipment cause our apartment's super small. Um, something like that we're working towards. So it's it's little stuff. Like mm-hmm. Jules is like all on top of the like walking <laughs> and like doing all that. So it's like we're yeah. all in different stages. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think especially for me, like having someone to do it with me isn't necessarily as important. I tend to like working out by myself. It's why I hate gyms. Like I don't want anyone else like watching me, but at the same time, I do need some form of motivation. So uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword or like catch-22, like how do I actually get started? Because I'm just like, well, I don't want to do it with someone, so I'm not going to do it. And I don't have anyone to motivate me, So, but I don't want to do it with anyone, but I don't have anyone to motivate me back and forth and back and forth to me just never doing it. And then, uh, yeah, having that one, cause, okay, I used to be extraordinarily athletic. I was on varsity volleyball teams. I played like regional soccer. Like I was really strong and athletic um, up until the point I was probably in my late 20s. So I was just like (laughs) looking at this workout and I was like, this is easy. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I haven't done shit for years. (laughs) And you don't really realize like how much like I knew my body had changed a little bit. But I had no idea that I have, like, that, like all my muscles underneath, they're just gone. It's just like, oh, wait, you want me to do more than raise your arm? Fuck you, Jocelyn. <laughs> I so. love how your body talks to you. Oh, yeah, I know. It totally does. <laughs> I got the message loud and clear. <laughs> like, do not work out. It's bad for you. <laughs> 
it will hurt and you will yes. hate it. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's it's great that you have someone that you uh, that at least is going to motivate you, and you can uh, kind of both get going on doing these healthier things. It's a great thing to have a healthier lifestyle, and I wish I could kind of figure my shit out because, like I said, it's just a downhill slope for me over the last couple of weeks. But I think you know it's the kind of thing that's. Um, very much going to be like an ebb and flow and you know I'm gonna have good days and bad days and it's all about forming habits and so I just need to get back into the habit of forming the habit <laughs> and then uh, and then we'll go from there because I did do like right before Christmas and and I think Christmas had a lot to do with it as well um, basically at Christmas I kind of gave myself a cheat week <laughs> because I was just like well you know like there's family there's drinking we're traveling a lot like you know so even when we're not eating like homemade Christmas dinners like we're gonna have to travel in between and so we're gonna be you know stopping getting fast food on because we had like hours and hours and hours of driving each day to get to all the different ho homes for all these different dinners so it was just like I was like okay I'm not even gonna I'm going to kind of try to think about like portion sizes, but I'm not going to worry about what I'm actually eating because I need to just eat. And this is just yeah. what's going to happen. But then when that stretches out over the course of like a week, it's just like, okay, well, now what? <laughs> like all my habits are gone. <laughs> well, and they have, they have it set up for you to fail though, because if you go, like if you finally go, okay, I'm on the road and I have to grab something, portion sizes, what you should probably have is more like a kid's meal. And they're not, that's why they call it a kid's meal. And most places will be like, oh, you have to be 12 and under. It's, you know, they have their small and then, oh, for 70 cents more, you get the bigger <laughs> size. So you're like, well, yeah. why the fuck not? You know, but yep. places that have been putting their calories. Thank you. Because <laughs> like, um, freaking donuts like you're like i'll just go get a coffee oh I'll, I'll grab a donut too it's like 250 calories and you're at like, least what? <laughs> you're like yeah. i don't want to waste it on that i'd rather just have yeah. my coffee and go have something else so mm -hmm. i'm glad that they're doing that um i know a few different places have i think jack in the box is one because ben wanted a um he'll probably be mad but he wanted a shake they have like a caramel salted caramel shake oh god that and sounds like, amazing like well we got in line and he's like do you want one i'm like no and then like we pulled up to the i'm like yes me yes me get me one and then i looked over and i saw on there like it was like 800 calories for this freaking drink and i was like never mind, never mind. I don't want one. he's like do you want a sip and i'm like yes but no <laughs> well because you have that's the thing you have that like one mouthful and then you just want to keep going and it's so frustrating yeah. um yeah but uh, yeah, I I feel like it, they must have made a law up here to put calories on menus because literally everywhere I go now, and I feel like it was just in the last like six to eight months, there's calories on every menu, whether it's a sit down restaurant or fast food place, like there's calories on everything, which you're right, is They're super helpful. They're following the U.S.'s lead. It, yeah. it, it's a law here that you have to, it, there, it was like a, an institution date, like they had to put it in. I can't remember mm. what the date was, but these the, it, it was like for all fast food restaurants they needed to print the calories on the menu itself where you mm. could read it well but that's the thing not, it's not even just fast food it's every restaurant now like everywhere i go sit down everything that's oh, see, great that's though. cool yeah because like most places will be like okay here's the menu and then here's like the 500 calorie and under or whatever but you have to like order it almost exactly like they have the example to get it to be the under 500 calories or whatever. Well, that's the, the thing. Like a lot of them, it's like, okay, well it goes on the under 500 calorie list or whatever, but then they say, oh yeah, it's actually over 500 calories. So you have to ask for it like without the dressing and without the cheese and without the, and that's how it gets under 500 calories. So um, it, there were a lot of kind of tricky ways around that, but now it's, it's a little bit easier to actually tell what you're eating, which is great. Um, but yeah, so I mean, in terms of actually being healthier, I think I, I have a lot of work to, to do now and I've, I've definitely slipped back and I've seen my weight slowly sl slipping up again. So I need to, uh, I need to get back into it. But, um, I think the, the other big thing that I did in terms of goals for 2017 was, uh, my big goal was to treat my business as a business. And I've actually, I think I've done a whole Lot, well, and kind of tied to that is, you know, getting the, the part-time supplementary work something going. And uh, so I made a little bit of progress there. There's a couple of um, like freelancer websites that I've joined uh, that basically allow people to post jobs that they want done. And then you submit a, a proposal to them and say, okay, this is how much I'll do it for. And this is how long it'll take me. And then they choose from freelancers. 
Fortunately, you can't really see what the other proposals are, and people, I think, tend to just choose the lowest. So as of right now, I haven't actually done any freelancing work, but at least I'm getting out there and like going forward with the steps and stuff to actually get it done. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so for the, I've done like a whole bunch of different aptitude tests and stuff because that's what, um, uh, shoot, I can't remember the name of the website now, but, uh, the website that I'm using and I'll have to find it and I'll put it in the show notes, I promise, um, basically offers you aptitude tests. So if you say like, I'm really good at Microsoft Office. Then you can actually take the Office aptitude test and then it says you're in the top, you know, X number of percentages of freelancers on the site based on the test. And it's kind of like gives people another way to find you because they can say like, okay, I have this Excel sheet that I need X, Y, and Z done. Show me the top 20% of freelancers with scores on the Microsoft Excel test sort of thing. So it's mm-hmm. like another is discovery this Upwork? Tool. It sounds like Upwork. Upwork. Yes, that's what it is. Upwork, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I've actually used it myself and it's a uh, it's a good website it's mm-hmm. you know really good for the aptitude tests are not easy and no they're so- not they're not I was surprised because I I've always really tested well and I still I still did well and I was you know top 10 or top 20 percent but I was like as I was going through I was like oh psh, I'm gonna be like top person like look at me go and then I kind of got my score and I was like oh maybe I should have like read that a little bit more closely or you know like taking my time on that question because all the questions are timed you have usually somewhere in and around a minute to do each question and I was finishing these 40 question uh kind of quizzes these aptitude tests in like 10 to 14 minutes So that's kind of like, huh, maybe I should have like not necessarily taken it more seriously because I was taking it pretty seriously. But at the same time, I was like blowing through it. I should have taken some more time to kind of read some things more closely. But it also doesn't tell you because you can retake the aptitude test. So it doesn't actually tell you which questions you get wrong. So it just says like you got... 36 out of 40 correct it doesn't tell you the four that you got wrong so that like kind of makes it like retakeable but uh there is like i think you can't retake it for 30 days or something like that so um but you can choose to show or hide your scores for your tests like you don't necessarily have to advertise if you get say like five out of 40 you don't have to put that on your profile or anything so um but yeah it's it is a really good website because uh, the thing i like about it is basically like when you start a project then they basically give the money to Upwork and then you do the work and then like you both say like, yeah, okay, it's done. So you don't start the work until like the website verifies that yes, the money is there. Like it's, and so they hold it for you. And then when both the business and the freelancer say, okay, yes, the project is done, then the money gets released to the person who did the work. So it's this extra kind of, yeah, it's this step of kind of security. So you're not just working and then having to chase so Mm -hmm. basically it's like you do the work and then you submit the work and then you both say okay done done and then you know one guy gets the work and you get the money and it's that extra step of kind of safety that if you're just freelancing on your own you don't get so right it's uh it's a free website but you can pay like a membership fee basically and then that allows you to see um specifically it allows you to i think apply for more positions and also see the, like, I think highest and lowest rate as well as possibly the average rate for the proposals that have been submitted for the project. So it kind of gives you a better idea of like what you can ask for, except like the highest is always whatever the budget for the project is. And the lowest is usually like somewhere just over zero. And I'm like, is anyone really doing this work for $2? Like, really? <laughs> that sounds like a load of crap to me. You just want to be the lowest. <laughs> but uh, but at least, you know, I'm taking steps towards um, helping to increase my actual income. And I'm also um, starting up more gameplay streams because I did notice that people, that's, that's really what people on Twitch want to see. So I've, I've really been kind of taking it to heart that, you know, that's what people want to watch is the gameplay streams. We did one last night. We played some heroes. We had a lot of fun. I'm almost, almost able to afford my golden rooster mount, (laughs) which was paid for basically a chat and stream full of innuendos for about four hours last night as we were talking about Joss's quest for the golden cock. It was excellent. (laughs) 
so many innuendos. So many innuendos all of the oh, time. It. it was hilarious. But uh, but yeah, so I've started um, doing gameplay streams more, but it's I'm still taking the podcasting as my job and then the streaming as the hobby. So the, the difference from what I was doing in the summer and previous to what I'm doing now is basically now I'm just going to be like, okay, do I feel like streaming? cool. Do I not feel like streaming? Then I'm not going to stream. So as opposed to having like a very set schedule of like this day, I will stream this, this day, I will stream this, this day, I will stream this. Um, the set schedule things are usually, um, for the podcasts and their extras on the Patreon account. So it's like, I'm streaming gameplay. For instance, we're doing a, a angry chicken, uh, gameplay stream tomorrow, but I'm getting paid for that. It's not like I'm turning on the camera and hoping to get donations that will cover my time for those streams. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like um, putting the, I guess, making sure I'm getting paid for all the effort that I'm putting in, which is something that I wasn't doing before and I got really burnt out on streaming because of it. So um, I think that's in terms of goals for 2017, that's my progress. And I'm actually quite happy with it, considering we're still not even at the end of January yet. Well, and I'm really proud of you for how you came about, you know, deciding which one you liked more. And now that you are focusing on it and adding in the streaming on occasion, like I think for you that fits best because mm -hmm. you do only have so much time during the day to do one, your job, which again, at home, like stuff like that is harder to manage and you know because you're yeah. home it's you know it's we hard still, yeah it's funny it's like one of the, it out. it's one of the demons that we keep saying that we have to cover is working from home because we still haven't actually had a chance to cover it yet but yeah it is it's quite difficult to kind of separate the two you know especially yeah. where my working from home job isn't even like making maps and doing databases and all the stuff that I used to do when I actually worked for somebody else. Um, so it's not doing that stuff. It's playing video games. So the line becomes even more blurred because I'm doing the fun stuff for my job. So where does the job end and the, and the recreation kind of start? So uh, at some point we will talk about the demon of working from home, but it is not this day. <laughs> Jules, how's your 2017 going? <laughs> It's, it's doing pretty well. Um, so the exercise uh, portion has been going very well for me. Um, and I've it's stuff that I would have normally gotten hung up on and, and fallen off hasn't rocked me out, which has been awesome. Like I this past week I got sick. I just I had some kind of virus that took every ounce of my energy away from me. I was mm -hmm. so exhausted. I was aching all over. I just didn't want to do anything. And I was, I, I went and worked out and I usually go for like 40 minutes. I eked out 30 minutes and had to give up because I was so tired, but I said, at least I, I did it. At least it. you did it. And, yeah. <laughs> right. At least I did it. But my, I have to say my Apple watch has been a real good motivator because it totally gamifies the activity part of it. There's these rings that are on there and it shows you your progress within the ring and mm -hmm. you want to close the ring. You yeah. want to complete it. You want a full circle. And so, and it bothers me when I don't have the full circle. Mm -hmm. So I did take a couple days off where I wasn't feeling well. And then yesterday, uh, actually the day before yesterday, I decided I was going to get back on at least to do 15 minutes, you know, just mm -hmm. to kind of get back into it. And I did, and then I did a full workout yesterday. I did a full workout today and I'm like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm in. And, and, I didn't quit, which was awesome because I would have quit after being sick. It would be like, well, now I feel like a big dumb slug and I don't want to <laughs> do it anymore. <laughs> and my, you know, but I find that I feel better when I do it. So I want to go do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yay for, for forming the habit. Um, not so good for me is that my, my stress levels have been really, really high. Mm -hmm. And when my stress levels are high, I eat like shit <laughs> and I eat a lot of bad stuff. And so what's been happening is I've been stress levels through the roof and then I've been eating a lot of crap. <laughs> and so, you know, all the good work that I do with the workout is being negated by the fact that I'm eating bad food and yeah. too much of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm still fighting that battle, still, still trying to harness that demon. And I, you know, I have to, I have to acknowledge and figure out that I am emotional eater. And when, when I am highly emotional over a bunch of stuff, I mean, the last couple of weeks with this, with the election and all the things that are happening in the news, like 
I was like, I had to walk away from social media today because I could not mm. read it anymore. Mm-hmm. I could not read the bad news anymore. I could not read horrible stuff happening in our country anymore. Yeah. And so I had to like shut it off for a couple of hours, which just sucks because I'm like, you need to calm down. You need to stop being upset. You need to, you know, but I'm doing this and getting stressed out and I need a bed. So got to manage my stress better. Um, and it's just, yeah, there are times, there are times where, uh, like things just don't seem to go the way that you really need them to. (laughs) And it's been a series of that stuff or it's stupid shit. It's stupid, stupid shit, but it's a pile of stupid shit that has been stressing me out. And then like, so last night I didn't join the ladies with the heroes night. Cause I was in a really bad mood and frustrated. And I'm like, I just, I don't want to bring anybody down. Cause I feel like I want to punch a wall, <laughs> So, <laughs> but you know, I've been better about taking the time that I need to just get away mm-hmm. from that stuff. That's good. Um, yeah. And so the other goal that I had had was, uh, to work on, um, finding a place, finding a condo or a townhome. And I'm happy to say that I have been pre-approved for a mortgage. So that's ready. That's done. Um, They were so happy to (laughs) to have me there because they were like, you know, thank you for, for, for being a good, um, like a responsible person who pays their bills. (laughs) They were like, your credit score is amazing because you pay your bills. And so I was happy for that and so now I'm prepared. I just have to find a place that uh will fit, but I have plenty of time. I don't have to move yeah. until July. I've been totally going against our rule of not looking while you're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I totally like been stalking like the websites to like look up what gets posted and stuff. And I'm like, out of all of them, Ben, look, I like this one, blah blah, and this is why. And, like, I'm making him look to him, like, I know we can't do it right now. <laughs> I found one that was like a murder kind of looking house, though, and I was like, you know what? It's terrifying and like dated, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? It, the good thing that it does, though, is it really gives you a good sense of what you like and what you don't when you start looking in a lot of places and well, how much tell, you like, think who, you can afford. What you can think you can afford. And like how we were talking last time about um, how people just kind of touch up certain small things to make it look like it's super new or whatever. And you're just <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, I was looking at one and it's like, little tiny details throughout that you're just like, okay, like obviously you changed this to hide something about this in the house, (laughs) or you only updated this because you want to sell it really quick and it's not really nicely done. (laughs) I'm just like keeping an eye out for all the crap or I'll be like, Oh, Nope. The backyard fence looks like it's going to fall down. That's going to cost X amount of dollars out of the, like out of the picture. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And there's a lot of that stuff out there. Like, you know, hideous wallpaper or bad carpeting or, you know, ugh. like I, I don't want to have to deal with that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just want a place that I could like move into, maybe paint a couple walls, different colors, but not have to like strip really bad wallpaper <laughs> off the walls. So <laughs> which is the, you know, I saw one where I was like, how much how much floral wallpaper could you possibly put in one home? <laughs> A lot. Yeah, it turns out in the 70s a lot. That and the wood paneling everywhere, too. Yeah. Oh, if I find man. that dungeon, whatever, murder kind of house, I'll show it to you guys. I'll link it in Discord. Like, that was ridiculous. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, we have to make sure Jules finds a nice place. Not a murder house. <laughs> Not a murder house. Oh, man. So... Yeah, so that that's been where I've been at this point. Um, I think the the current the current demon that still needs to be worked on is managing my stress and and therefore managing my eating habits. Yeah, still needs to be worked. So, how have you been feeling? Because I know uh, the thing that we talked about in episode fourteen was the winter blahs. So, is that something like? Because I know I I haven't been getting out too too much, but it got it got randomly warmer here for a few days, and then it it's cooled right off again. But is it? Are you feeling any better? Or is any of the techniques that we talked about on episode fourteen actually helping you with how you're feeling? Or is this like is it social media stuff that's making you really really upset, and you're not noticing the winter? seasonal stuff anymore or like how how are you feeling jules 
the uh, the winter blahs, I mean, they're still kind of there, but it's been actually very nice to have it be almost above freezing for about two weeks. And that is kind of unheard of at the last part of January. Usually mm. it's, this is like the deep freeze time frame for Minnesota and upper Midwest. And it's actually been above freezing, melting the snows mm-hmm. off, that kind of stuff. Yeah, all our snow is gone. <laughs> yeah. More snow coming tonight, but it's, with it being warmer, I don't feel like I'm going to die when I go outside. <laughs> and that helps a ton because then I can go to the store and not feel like I have to put in 15 layers and my boots and all that stuff. It just, it helped quite a bit. And, you know, um, my stress is really, I, you know, and it's, it, it bleeds into topic number three, mm-hmm. actually, is the online negativity. I, I've been... I had to institute a really hard and fast rule on myself recently, uh, mainly just to say, if you use your social media to bitch about your life about 60 to 80% of the time, I'm muting you now Mm -hmm. because I can't take it anymore. I am so tired of the same people posting negative stuff, you know, I, I didn't sleep well last night. I had a really bad day today. I when is it everything going to get better? Blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I get that social media is used for a lot of times for people to just vent, but I'm taking it in too much Mm -hmm. and I can feel it. And so as I've started to mute these folks and I'm like having to make really difficult decisions for people that I think are really good people, Mm -hmm. but they're using their social media to vent and it's affecting me. And so I had to, you just, so I can't see it. Mm-hmm. And as I did that, it feels so much better. It does feel so much better. Yeah. For me, I've noticed, uh, specifically since the inauguration, the it's like probably 80% of my Twitter is about Trump. It's like yeah. because it's uh, news outlets. I follow a few different news outlets, and it feels like every single news post in the last few days has been about him in one way or another, something he's done, something he hasn't done, something he's lied about, but that's all anyone is reporting. And then all the people that I follow, because I follow a majority of Americans, and even then it's not even always just Americans, it's people from outside the country commenting about it. Um, But it's like a good chunk, like if I look at 10 tweets, it will either be a new story about Trump for probably two of the 10, then yeah. at least five, five to seven of the rest of the tweets are about people reacting to those news stories and those like making jokes that, like, and people are like making jokes about it and memeing and all the rest of it, but it's yeah. still all about it. Yep. And then there's like one to two tweets in every 10 that is actually about something else, whether it's like gaming or, you know, like uh, Jen in the chat room says she posts baby waffles. Like, you know, like that (laughs) too many baby pictures used to be the annoying thing on my, on my, uh, on my Twitter and on my Instagram. And now I'm just like, where did all the baby photos go? (laughs) I need waffles. And uh, where's your food? Where's your food pictures? Where's your cats? Yeah. The internet's supposed to be about (laughs) cats guys. Um, and to the, it's, it's so bad that it's to the point where, um, I'm actually like reading Twitter and I'm totally missing news about Hearthstone, which is a game that I cover specifically in a podcast every week for an hour and a half at least. And I'm missing Hearthstone news because it's getting lost in all of this Trump. And I just, I feel like I'm just, I can't, I don't even know who and when to mute and how and what. And I'm hoping that it dies down because I just, I can't read it anymore. And it's, and it's everyone. It's podcasters that I follow. It's fans, it's friends, it's family. It's everyone is talking about it. And I understand that it, it, that I need to be informed. So I don't necessarily want to just say, don't ever show me anything about Trump because that's how world war three is going to (laughs) happen. Like, so I feel like I do need to be informed. But the flip side of that is like the, the amount of negativity is just slowly eating away at my soul. (laughs) Yes. That is exactly, you just said exactly (laughs) what I've been feeling. Mainly just because I, and I said this to, I was talking to Pat today and I said that Pat's my, my boss, Pat Crane. 
and I said, the, the internet is sounding the alarm so many times I don't know where to look. Yeah. That's it's, it's like, like everyone's constantly on high alert like oh my god did you know this thing has happened and uh, so for instance the executive order that he signed about um the abortion funding like yeah. that is something that yeah it's 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 just it sucks it's terrible but mm-hmm. It is also flip-flop back and forth and has happened every single time you guys have changed between Republicans and Democrats since it first came in with Reagan. So it's like, you know, this everyone is treating it as like, oh my God, alarm bells. <laughs> and it's just like, guys, like this, you know, it came back with Bush and then it went away with Obama and now it's back with Trump again. Like it's there's so much negativity and media bias towards him that everything is exploding when yeah. it's stuff that's happened before and maybe shouldn't be the the crazy alarm bell focus. And I am not saying that I support anything that he does or or stands for, but you're right. It's constant. It's like an air raid siren is going off all day every day and they they're dropping like I don't know, rocks instead of nuclear bombs. <laughs> Like, this stuff sucks. No one wants to get a rock in the head. But I don't need to constantly think the rocks are bombs. (laughs) Yeah. And and the the same news is being retweeted by a whole bunch of different people. So you're seeing it over and over and over again. And yeah, I know it needs to get into this larger reach. But it is exhausting. Mm -hmm. And it is stressful. And, um, you know, I mean, I was... I was on the phone today because it's happening at a state level too. They mm. nearly passed a legislation to basically pick and choose what insurance companies could be allowed to cover in the state of Minnesota. And they said, these are the optional things, emergency care, cancer <laughs> treatment, breathing apparatus, hearing aids. Like they were basically saying, Hey, insurance companies, you can just decide to make a plan to not cover these things and, you know, offer a lower cost plan. And I'm like, that isn't, you know, know. my Twitter fleet exploded. People were sending me tweets like you live in Minnesota. You need to. And it's like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like the good news is that because people went berserk, the legislation was pulled. Yeah. But it's the sounding of the alarm. Mm -hmm. Like I cannot wait to go out of town this weekend and just kind of be away from it for a couple of days. Yeah. See, and from a non-political standpoint of the whole, like, sounding the alarm things, it's like, it gets overwhelming and crap like that. But it's like, like you said, the alarms were sounded and something happened. I feel like in this instance of this person, alarms are sounding over very obvious things and nothing comes of it. And I feel like he's the reason and his people are the reason and I'm scared for that because I'm scared of the things that aren't being alarm sounded at the same time. Like it stresses me out too, but I'm, I'm worried <laughs> about a lot of things. Like I finally signed up for healthcare and I'm approved, but I have to pick one. And everybody's like, but it's going away. And I'm like, <laughs> well, fuck. And then they're like, well, but you should still pick one. And then somebody else is like, well, you shouldn't. And I'm like, <laughs> I have to decide, you guys. Like seriously. Yeah. 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 And like, other it's very stressful. About, um, like the national park shit that's happening, and they're like, you see these like, um, government like twitters and stuff trying to say things because they want people to listen, and I'm just like, I feel like a whole bunch of people are crying out for help, and like nothing's <laughs> happening, and it terrifies, yeah. me. it freaks me out. Yeah. So that's a, a whole other a- like huge conversation (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean the the so avoiding or or managing online negativity for me has been to give myself you know social media breaks and just walk away from it shut it off for a while Mm -hmm. don't look at it and don't try to catch up on it after everything's over because it's just too much Mm -hmm. um and uh and and that makes it a little bit more palatable but well um, and the thing is, i had to- i mean we have conversations and when i say we i mean everybody you have conversations with people all of the time who are your very very close friends i talk to jules and nevermore every day i talk to matt every day i talk to my parents quite often not every day but you know two or three times a week i'm talking to my parents my mom's emailing me or whatever If you have a core group of people that you talk to off of social media, you're probably going to find out all the things that you need to know 
through those people. So it's okay to step away from the internet and step away from Facebook and step away from Twitter and all the rest of it and just take a few hours and don't look at it. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's, and so it's hard, a hard it's cycle. Job. And, it's and yes, so exactly. And Jules, I know you and I have um, kind of unique situations because you're right, it is our job. And, you know, I do have to be on and monitoring multiple show Twitter accounts and, and watching feeds and stuff like that. And there are a lot of people that, I, like I mentioned, I can't mute and I can't unfollow. But again, like we have very specific use cases for Twitter and Facebook because of our jobs. And mm -hmm. I think that if it's not your job to look at it, then walk away. And if it's past your work hours, <laughs> then don't look at it. So that's something I know I have to do a little bit more of is saying like, okay, it is nine o'clock at night. If someone is tweeting at the angry chicken account at nine o'clock at night, it's not actually the end of the world. If I wait to answer until eight o'clock the next morning, like mm -hmm. it's, it's Hearthstone. I love it. But it like a lot of people are, oh, Hearthstone is life. Okay. Yeah. But it's not actually like sustaining <laughs> you. You can wait 12 hours for a response. Like, it's not a huge problem. So I think I need to get better about separating my um, my personal time from my professional time. Well, and I don't time. know how it'll help Jules, but you might be able to make the separate list of just, like, your gaming, mm. like, outlets. That way, if you do want to check it, it's only showing you the feed of, like, those companies. Of, like, Hearthhead, yeah. Upstate, yeah. And Blizzard. So then you and, can yeah. look at it without all the interference, check what you need to check, and mm -hmm. then be done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know part of what my job is very specifically is just having tremendous amounts of overall knowledge about a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. Yeah. And to know what's happening because I could be called on at any specific time to be like, have you, do you know anything about blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, yeah, actually I read this article on Reddit. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. I mean, that is, I spend probably a good, I mean, a good seven to eight hours a day reading stuff on the internet because that's part of my job. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and it, and so, but I have to be better about like not doing it when I'm not working. Cause mm -hmm. it's like, you just, you just keep going. I just keep going and I keep doing it. And it is, it is stressing me out. I can mm -hmm. tell it is it's driving me down. It is making me feel bad. Um, and I, I see it in other people. Like I hear and see, all of the venting that's going on from people that are, it, it, people are stressed out and scared and mm -hmm. frustrated and they're letting it out. And I'm like, okay, wait, I can't deal with your bitching about the fact that you broke your favorite coffee cup and the fact that Donald Trump is about to do blah, 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 blah. Like I can't, yeah. I can't deal with both of that right now. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I had to draw the line to say, you know what, what is, what's, what matters here? Mm -hmm. What matters for me to have to see? Um, if someone is, you know, it's kind of like the threshold is like 65 to 85% negative or bitching. I'm sorry. I am muting you. You have officially been muted. So <laughs> if you're yeah, worried that Jules isn't seeing your tweets, then maybe you should go and take a look at your timeline and count up positive versus negative and make sure you're not <laughs> over her threshold. <laughs> Well, damn it. And I don't go out on <laughs> Yeah, I know. She's saying, clearly not talking to me. <laughs> right? I just, I don't go out on the social media and saying, I can't take it anymore. I'm muting anybody. Yeah. I just, I don't do that. I just do you it. You just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, you know, I'm not making a big announcement. It drives me insane. Those people who are like, I'm cleaning up my friends list. And if you still see this, then you made the cut. Well, whoopie goddamn do for you. <laughs> Posts like that make you wish that you hadn't made the cut. <laughs> Would you fucking cut me now? <laughs> there was one, um, God, it had to have been months ago, but somebody was like, I'm leaving Twitter unless I get however many likes. And it wasn't very many. It was like, I mean, they had like less than a hundred followers, but like they set this thing of like, unless I get this many, I'm leaving and blah, blah. blah. But then they tagged like, 15 people and then another tweet where they tagged people. I know, look at Jill's face. <laughs> <laughs> it makes but, so bad. Oh. But they tagged were just kind of like, have we ever, first of all, bad way to get people's attention. Mm -hmm. Then they were like, second of all, like, we've never talked before. Like, I don't, <laughs> it's not even like if Jules were to do it to me, 
I would be like, hey, Jules, like, what's up? Like, why are you feeling this way? You know, like, again, it's not like the greatest way to handle it, but we know each other. Like, talk to me. But then, like, people kept replying and being like, I don't know who you are. Like, what's happening? And I was just like, this is horrible. This is so awkward. Yeah. Oh, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I think in terms of online negativity, to just kind of put a pin in this recap subject, um, basically, I know um, for me, I have been making aggressive use of the mute function. Sounds like that's what Jules has been doing, too. And I think we all need to be better about just taking some time for ourselves away from social media and uh, just spending more time with the people that matter. Yay. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, which brings us to our listener feedback section. You can send an email to demonspodcast at gmail.com or you can join the conversation over on Discord. We are at discord.gg slash jossplays. That's J-O-C-E plays, uh, which is actually where our subject came from this week. This is a message that came in from Manny over on Discord. I want to thank everyone who threw your suggestions into Discord today when I asked for them. That was awesome. Uh, we are going to talk about each and every one of your issues on uh, other episodes of Slaying Demons, but I felt that Manny's specifically was a little bit more of a deep dive discussion topic, which was more appropriate for today's episode. So without further ado, Manny says, I would like to get some advice for, uh, not for a friend. <laughs> I'd like to get some advice about a friend that that I want to distance myself from without causing drama. And conversely, how do I reach out to people? I've let that distance grow too big. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how to talk about it though, so this might be a bit muddled. My friends were a couple and they broke my trust and I found out through the grapevine about issues they had with me but never came to talk to me about it. Then they broke up and during the separation, I was a shoulder and an ear for both of them. At this point, they revealed personal and embarrassing details about each other, which you should never do in a breakup ever, by the way. <laughs> Same as you should never say, oh, thank God, you finally broke up with him, because then when they get back together, it's super awkward. But anyways, um, so he says, at this point, they revealed personal information, embarrassing details about each other, which I really made me pull back. Both of these friends continue to reach out to me from time to time, but I really cannot bring myself to trust them or be totally comfortable knowing they act in this manner. What do I do? feel like this is so I am I am really bad at not causing drama. Um, I have a very, very high threshold for like shit that I'll put up with. But once you hit the line, it's like explosion, <laughs> shit explosion. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm really, really bad at this. I don't have a lot of advice except for maybe don't do what I do, which is bottle everything up. <laughs> I yeah. don't, what about what about you, Jules? Well, so when I read this, I was like, oh, geez, because this. <laughs> so I, I, as someone who has been through a, a divorce situation, um, I hate to say this. And I know that this doesn't sound like me, but it is the truth <laughs> is that. People have to pick a side. Mm. They have to because I the people who sit there and say, I'm sorry, but, or, you know, I want to be friends with both of you. I don't want to take a side. Well, that's a bunch of BS because then you're, you know, whatever you say is going to the other person, you know, on the other side. And sometimes it's, it's a recipe a for, no it's a recipe for really just disaster, right? Like oh, because absolutely. someone in that situation is going to get hurt. Either you, the middle friend is going to get hurt because one of the two people is going to say, pick it pick a side or yeah. one side or the other, whoever you're not close with or not the closest with is probably going to get hurt because you are going to say something to the one that you are closer to, yeah. whether even, even just by accident, but you're probably going to break that trust because I have been through breakups. I've been through amicable, amicable breakups. I have been through not amicable breakups and even the amicable ones. Sometimes you're just like, oh my God, I have to vet. This guy is such a fucking asshole and this is the thing that he did and he's so immature and I can't believe it. And, you know, there's just, there's always that potential vent. And if it happens, then that middle person knows it and it, like, you could just say, oh my God, yeah. Oh yeah, I heard about that. And then the other person's like, wait, who told you that? So it's just yeah. a recipe for disaster for not just saying like, okay, this is the person that I am going to choose to stay friends with. It's just the, the middleman doesn't work. <laughs> 
Yeah. Don't number one, don't play the middleman, which I don't yeah. think he is here. And sometimes picking a side means you pick neither of them. Yes, that is also an option. <laughs> you don't pick either of them. If they're bullshit people, you don't have to spend time with them or, or spend deal your with time them. with quality people yeah. who like matter to you and you matter to them. Like it's Yeah. You get one life, people. I say every fucking week. Like, come on, like make the most of your time. Yeah, people who love you and you love them. Like, it's it's not worth the bullshit. Sorry, it's just it's yeah. not. And it's I'm the same as Joss, where you know I love everybody until something, until you wrong someone I love. That's basically yeah. like how it is. And like, he, I feel bad for him, Ben, because he sits over there, like. If somebody has wronged someone that I know, that's like irreparable. And he hears about it all the time. Like all she turns into things. a barracuda. Oh, I was hilarious. gonna say. Like, I tell him, I'm like, oh my god, I know I've said this a million times, but blah 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 blah, and I just like, blah. and it's like I feel like this horrible person, but I have to get it out. Like I have to because yeah. I love everybody <laughs> until and that one thing happens. I think Nevermore and I are very very similar, and my mother is also very similar. And I think I've talked about this um, on the show previously, but basically, like my dad is really quiet and passive, and he's a really good guy, and he gets walked all over as a result of that. And my mom will see that. And she just like, rawr, like pounces, like she rips people to shreds. She's a, she's a force. So I, I feel like I get a lot of that from her too, is if I see someone that I really care about, like Matt or Jules or Nevermore getting walked all over, I'm just like, this shall not stand. <laughs> like, and I just like, I get so angry and, uh, and I just, I feel like Jules, you really, you hit on something very important with the whole you don't have to be friends with either one of them if they're shitty people. And it really sounds like these guys are not nice people. I mean, when they were together, they were bad-mouthing you. When they were apart, they were bad-mouthing each other. Yep. It doesn't seem like they are a positive force in your life. And if that is what's happening, if that's the kind of people that they are, you probably have better things to do with your time. Like you mentioned off the top that you don't want to cause drama. This is constant drama in your life of some like severity level. So they're either like little cheap shotting people and because when when people talk shit, they always talk shit. That's just the way they are. And yeah. it's just varying levels. Like are they talking about, oh my God, like she parked in my spot again. Oh, I hate her so much. Like that's like your little stuff. Or it goes all the way up to the big stuff of like, you know, telling secrets and lies about people and, and all the gossip and all the drama and all the rest of it. Like it's just it's all these severity levels. And it sounds like they are constantly doing something that is negative to someone in this little circle of friends. And there's no reason why you should have to put up with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a, um, there was a friend that I had in my marriage that we were friends. Both of us were friends with them. Mm -hmm. And when we split up, um, they did not reach out to me at all. Um, but I had heard and seen that my ex had gone over to their house. I saw pictures on Facebook and, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I understand what, what mm -hmm. side they, they chose. And then I heard from them a short while ago, uh, for like a couple months later and was like, well, we never heard your side because you didn't come to tell us about it. And I was like, why should I, yeah. why <laughs> should I have to come yeah. to tell you my side if you don't? Like, I saw you guys hanging out. I, you don't want to hear from me if you're hanging out with him. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just, you know, it was an interesting scenario. And now that person will sometimes, like, put little digs in about my ex sometimes when they talk to me. And I'm like, well, whose side are you on? And exactly. they're still, you know, I don't trust it. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. trust it. And I don't want to, I don't want to, like... I, so I don't talk like whenever if I, I he actually came and, and, and came up to Minnesota for a, a business trip and told me he was here and said, you know, hey, do you want to have some dinner? And the subject of my ex came up during that discussion. And I was like, look, I'm not talking. I'm not going to talk about it mm -hmm. because I don't want to go down that road and have anything that I say. Yeah, that he said, <laughs> she said. Yeah, exactly. And mm -hmm. so I just want. I, I think at this, in this position for Manny, it's like, Hey, you know, you, you are put in this position where these people have not only broken 
your trust, but they've broken the trust of the other person who they were supposed to, you know, they were, they were part of, they're sharing, they're telling tales out of school (laughs) and, and they're telling them, you know, stuff that's embarrassing and not cool. You know, why does that need to be shared? Why do you need to feel like you have to, to tell me about that? Cause you know that anything you share is probably ending up in someone else's ear Yeah, about you. Yeah, very, very true. So how do you go about, so basically like the, the first part of, of the question is how does he go about distancing himself from these people without causing too much drama? And I think, unfortunately, given the backstory that we have, there's probably going to be drama because these are just dramatic people, right? They're, they're constantly yeah. doing things and breaking trust and talking behind other people's backs. So there's probably always going to be some drama there. And I think, you know, the, the best thing to do is just be straight with them and just say, I'm really sorry, but because of X, Y, and Z, I just don't, I can't do this anymore. So good luck. Goodbye. We don't know how, you know, we don't know if it's like a group of eight people who always hangs out together. We don't know if he sees them once a month. Like, we're not really sure exactly how much contact they have. You know, mm-hmm. is it somebody he sees every three months? Is it somebody who lives in the town he grew up in? Like, we, <laughs> right. we don't know those facts. So it's hard for us to give specifics. Um, I saw a thing earlier about, and this isn't just my mental imaging. I literally saw like <laughs> somebody tweet it on Facebook or put it on Facebook. Um, it's basically about the whole, like, when a door opens and shuts. Um, they can open again if a door shuts, but like you can choose whether you want to open it or not. If somebody's yeah. like, you choose whether that door's closed forever or and locked, or if you know you're gonna reopen it for that person. But also picture it like of what's happening. Like, say you're in a hallway and you have his side and her side. Okay, are they like both banging at the door and like trying to get your attention? Are <laughs> they peeking in the window because they're really annoying? Like, what's happening? Like, are they? Are they just an annoyance where you don't really want to keep that going and it's like more stressful for you that they're outside there like waiting? Or if you take 10 steps down the hallway and a new door opens, are you having a better time of your life with whoever's behind that door or another door? Like you have to kind of put yourself in that situation of are they worth it for you to better your life? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I don't think they are the, the, the low drama way to do it is to, if, if they approach you to try to, they want to talk, you know, say, look, I'm sorry. I'm not really comfortable with having, having that kind of conversation anymore. I don't, I don't want to hear about him or her. Mm-hmm. And I don't really feel comfortable talking about this with you anymore you know, you've got to stand up for yourself and say, this is, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I'm not. And I'm not really comfortable with hanging out at this point. I'm really sorry, but you know, this is not cool for me. And or you could totally do it the Joss way and just be like, Oh, sorry. I'm really busy right now. Totally swamped. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up tomorrow for sure. And then just be busy every single day of your life forever. Oh, so that's how it happens. <laughs> be like, Oh, I really hope you go away. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's like if I'm just never available, then eventually you're just going to fuck off. (laughs) I I think, I mean, at this point you said you've had interaction with them both after the fact and it's just kind of constantly awkward. Just say that. Say, Mm -hmm. you know, we've tried to be friends after you guys split up and I just, it makes me uncomfortable and it's kind of awkward. And, you know, I, I appreciated our friendship the where it was but just say you know you're moving on it's it's just like breakups and stuff you just sometimes you just have to pull off the band-aid yeah so uh, his, his other question was about how to reach to people mm. that you've let the distance grow too much same same approach yeah it's just hat in hand saying you know for if it were me and nevermore i would be sending her a message hey girl you know what i really suck I haven't been in touch with you and I really miss you. I'm really sorry. It's no excuse. And, and go from there, take Mm -hmm. the responsibility for, for that. And to say, I understand if, if you're, if you don't want to maintain a a conversation, but I really do miss what we used to, to have, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just putting yourself out there on the line and saying, Hey, hat in hand, I apologize for being a sucky friend. Mm -hmm. prepare yourself. Sometimes you're not going to hear what you're hoping to hear, but all you can do is give it that effort. He tells me that all the time. There's a friend that I have the same situation with. Uh, She's local and, you know, we haven't talked for a long time. Um, 
probably over a year or so now. And he's always like, you got to put yourself out there. You got to put yourself out there. And again, but I'm making the choice. So I want to try to reach out to that person who kind of has distanced themselves from me. And I know has other people that they're kind of constantly with and kind of be like that backup kind of person. Or do I want to invest my time in the people I love, even though they're not in my state or in within a range of me, you know, they're across the fucking country. I mean, come on, Jocelyn's an idiot. But it's like, I, I choose to spend my time with the people I care about most, whether they're mm-hmm. close to me or not. So you just, you have to choose what's best for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, the, the point in there about how, you know, you might not necessarily get the answer that you're looking for, I think it's still worth looking because you're never going to know otherwise, right? Like, I have a friend, uh, actually, because I know Manny from high school, so it's actually a mutual friend between Manny and I, who I haven't spoken to in probably 10 years now, maybe not quite 10 but uh, a long time anyways. And we basically had a falling out and I was like, all right, that's it. I'm done. And um, every once in a while, I kind of like, I start, I wonder about her. And, but then I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I want to, you know, now it's been so long. Should I reach out? Should I not reach out? Like we used to be like best friends. Like she was my best friend through college. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm just like, you know, do I reach out? Do I not reach out? And to me, at least in this specific situation, I haven't gotten to the point yet where I'm just like, yes, I want her back in my life because she was a very negative person, a very negative uh, self-centered type of a selfish person. So, uh, but at the same time, like that, I, I, every once in a while, I feel like I should. And the reason that I feel like I should is because you, if you'd never ask, then the, it's always going to be there. You know, the what if it'll is always be the what be there. Yeah. And you never really know how that distance has actually affected the other person. You might feel like it's a gigantic distance. You might feel like you've wronged them, but they might just be sitting there going like, oh my God, I got a message from Manny. That's awesome. Hey, how's it going? Like they may not have been hurt. Like you feel like the distance is huge. You feel like it's been like too much time, but what if it hasn't? What if you can just go back to, because uh, conversely, I have another friend from high school who she and I, we talk, you know, sometimes it's six months, sometimes it's two years, but um, there's always like big gaps of time in between when we talk but when we do talk it's like I saw her yesterday like there's it's like no time has passed and you don't really know what the other person's feeling and kind of what situation they fall in are they really hurt or are they ready to talk to you like they talked to you yesterday and you won't know unless you contact them so Mm -hmm. I think you know just hat in hand swallow your pride just shoot them a message give them a phone call um, you know whatever form of conversation or form of communication you used in the past default back to that did you guys used unless to go it's out like all the time? my space or something like oh that. yeah Nobody no, no one reads that now yeah don't do that <laughs> then you'll really not get a response it's just bad news don't do yeah that. <laughs> please use some sort of mainstream type of communication <laughs> i meant if you normally communicated through text then text them if you normally had phone calls call them like do what feels normal for your friendship <laughs> All right, guys, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you guys so much for paying for paying attention, for tuning in. <laughs> Thanks for not being bored. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so, so tired right now. I know uh, So, Nevermore, where can folks find you online? They can find me on Twitter. On at, I'm at Quota Nevermore on Twitter. And that's where I post all the things that frustrate you. <laughs> amazing like the most positive person <laughs> online what are you talking about well i mean i use it to, to vent every once in a while but i try to keep it positive so and rarely though bit. that's because i, I bottle it, it up and then i just go crazy <laughs> it's all yeah, about the bottling <laughs> you guys should have seen me with all jewel stuff because i've i've interacted with friends among friends and there's the middle people and i'm just like but 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 but, but and I just go, I get crazy and I'm like, I get defensive <laughs> and I get like, I feel like my blood pressure rising and I get, I get very, um, <laughs> she's Papa Bear. Yeah, very much, very much. Uh, Jules, where can folks find you on online? I'm at Jules RPG on Twitter. You can find my other show, which is Torrin Think Tank, which records Thursdays at eight o'clock central at twitch.tv slash Torrin Think Tank. And if you're going to pack South this weekend, Please stop by. Let let us know that you're that you're a slaying demons fan. I would love to hear. We heard 
so many people from BlizzCon who told us that they listened to this show, and I would love it if someone came to us at PAX and said, I listen to Slaying Demons, I love it. Um, doing two panels there, one on Saturday at 5.30, one on, on Sunday at 3.30. So come on by and see us there. Yay. Excellent. All right, guys, thank you so much. Uh, you can follow us you- on Twitter. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Demons Podcast. As I mentioned earlier, if you would like to shoot us a line and share your story, you can do so anonymously by emailing demonspodcast at gmail.com, and we will keep your personal information out of the show. If you would like to share your story publicly, you can do so over Discord, which is discord.gg slash jossplays. That's J-O-C-E plays, which is also the same as my social media all over the place. I am at jossplays on Twitter and Twitch. Thank you guys so much and we will see you next week.